0: hi and welcome to the fertility warriors here at fertility warriors hq we believe in three things grace grit and gratitude we don't believe you have to be perfect to fall pregnant but we do believe that you need to place yourself and your well-being at the top of your priority list i'm your host robin birkin for some people trying to conceive is a cakewalk i was not one of those people my journey was years in the making and included IUIs. IVF and a miscarriage as well as many many tears before we fell pregnant with our first child now i'm the author of the book screw infertility and the founder of a 12-week mind body fertility program the fertility warrior intensive i'm here to help you not only navigate these waters but to help you feel like a badass in the process my superpower helping taipei women find calm confidence and happiness in their journey i'm a little woo woo a lot straight shooter, and I swear like a sailor. Sorry, Mum. I've never turned down a bowl of mashed potato, and if you like salt and pepper, mm, I think we'll get along just fine. So hit that subscribe button and tune in for tips, advice, and real talk every week. I promise you, I'm not daggy. Okay, maybe a lot daggy, but subscribe anyway. Enough small talk. Let's do this thing. Christmas is just around the corner. I know that for many of you in the United States, we just had Thanksgiving and we had a few discussions in our Fertility Warrior family Facebook group that's for the people in my program about navigating things like Thanksgiving. And I want to encourage you to go like a couple of years back in the podcast and you'll see one big episode that I did on how to survive Christmas. However, today we're going to talk about like, how can you create a special Christmas despite going through infertility. Definitely check out that first episode a couple of years back and you'll discover you know lots of things about how to make Christmas not hurt so much but this is all about like how to make Christmas special whether it's with your partner, your friends, whoever it is that are the special people in your life. What can we do to have a bit of fun with it and make it not hurt maybe so much? So the first thing. I'm just going to dive right in, guys. The first thing that I would say is kind of what I do. So you might not know that much of my story, but I actually am very blessed to have two children, but I long for a third child. It's not going to happen because I've had a hysterectomy, but I have kind of said to myself these days that the role that I'm going to take is to be the fabulous auntie okay now i want to preface this by saying that that doesn't mean that you're going to be the auntie that like takes the kids out and does a whole bunch of stuff with the kids you can totally do this from a distance but the role that i have taken is now to be the fabulous auntie right and by being the fabulous auntie i mean the auntie that brings the fun to the event or the auntie that gives the best presents, like the noisiest things, like if it's your brother or sister's kids, you know, like the noisy gifts that the kids have been dying for, or the really messy gifts that the kids have been dying for, but the parents don't really want, but that's going to make the kids think that you are the best. And then the kids are going to be like, yes, auntie Robin. And you'll be like, thank you. Thank you. And Everyone else would be like, damn, I didn't get that. So, how can you be the fabulous auntie? Are you getting it? Like, if you're coming to a Christmas celebration, is there some kind of like cool activity or toy that you can bring, even if it makes the parents cringe, that's just going to make the kids think that you are their hero? So that's what I would suggest as number one is be the fabulous auntie that the kids just absolutely adore. And sometimes in just having that like role for yourself in acknowledging that you have a role and also in having almost like FOMO from the parents, like that they're like, damn it, I wish I could be like her. That's going to start to feel possibly quite good to you, right? The next thing is about I guess respecting boundaries and things like that, and if it actually feels too hard, if it feels like you're not going to be able to do it, you could have a fuck at Christmas and elope, give zero fucks. You know, I mean, it's not like you're never going to see people again. We do, Christmas is something that happens every single year, but you could for this year just be like, you know what, I'm out and do, go have some fun and a lope. So my husband and I have always done Christmas Day with our families and things like that. However, The day after Christmas in Australia is typically called Boxing Day. And outside of Christmas Day, like we've always kind of been like, you know what, that's optional. Like Christmas is on Christmas Day. We're just going to limit this to one day and not like, you know, the 12 weeks that everyone else does it. And we have every year. This year is a bit different because COVID and we left it too late to book anywhere. However, traditionally, Boxing Day, we're out. And we don't just go to like wine country and walk around wineries or anything we go camping like the middle of freaking nowhere and we have to put up the tent we have these big arguments about setting up the tent but it is actually a really fun experience i don't go camping that often roscoe's camping more than me because he's a diehard surfer but it's something different and it's a tradition, right? Like a ritual. So the most of what we're going to be talking about is rituals that you can have with your partner, with a friend, with, you know, someone special in your life that's going to feel really good for you. So that's the first thing is blow off Christmas if you want and don't even care about it. Like you have the prerogative to do whatever you want, can I just say, on Christmas and whatever feels good. And if it's not going to feel good for you, bail and feel zero guilt about it, okay? You haven't killed someone, okay? You're just bailing on Christmas because Christmas is going to feel really shit. So if that's what you want to do, go for it, okay? Or like I said, go away for the couple of days after Christmas if you can still book in anywhere. I don't know what it's like near you. Everywhere's pretty much booked. Where we are. But the next thing that you can do is create like a ritual for Christmas Eve. And that could be something like you and your partner get a really expensive bottle of whiskey and have like a little bit of whiskey on the ice. Or there's maybe a walk that you go on, like a nighttime walk in the cold or the hot, wherever you live. But something that you and your partner do on Christmas Eve that's like a night cappy. Kind of thing that just like when you go to bed on Christmas Eve, you're feeling quite good about yourself. And I know that across the world we have different traditions. Some people have big dinners on Christmas Eve, whatever it is. But is there something that you and your partner can do right before you go to bed that's a really nice, special thing that's just a quiet moment amongst the two of us? And it's something that you can easily replicate every year. The next one is that every year you and your partner. Go out and give each other as a gift. So it doesn't have to be on Christmas Day that you give this gift, but you go out and you pick for each other a really special decoration from the tree. And that's a really nice little ritual thing because then as things evolve and as things grow, as things in your life become different you'll have all of these different decorations that you can look back on and you might even choose to, you know, get like a little bit of white out and write the year on the bottom of the decoration so that you can reflect on that when you look at the tree every year and reflect on how far you've come, what's changed, what progress you've made and things like that. And that can be, you know, those decorations will stay with you for a long time, but giving each other a really cool and lovely decoration. The next thing, and this is what I want to encourage you to have a real think about, okay? Imagine that you are having a really hard day and you break down in the kitchen, like cooking dinner, like it's just been a really shitty time and a really hard day, and your husband comes up and gives you a hug, but then farts. (laughs) And I hope that wherever you are right now, whether you're like walking, whether you are driving, that you just didn't see that coming and you've burst into laughter because you were trying to have a moment with the husband and he fucking farted. Come on, Greg. But notice how those moments quickly shift the mood. Okay. How can you encourage more of that? How can you encourage more just unexpected, laugh out loud, silly moments, right? And notice how it happens with kids so often. Like you'll see a kid in a playground that'll all of a sudden go from zero to hero, right? Either way. How can you encourage more just silly, spontaneous kind of things? So, whether that is things like Having some private jokes or private words to help you through at Christmas, things that you can say when you're with your family, or how many times can we say the word turkey? Like have a competition with your partner of who can say the (laughs) particular word the most, like just really dumb stuff that's just going to make the day go by easier and faster. Or how many times can you work the word meow into the day, right? Like, what are you doing meow? And like, you just keep saying meow and whoever says meow the most times, right? Or are you and your husband just going to get each other every single year, something really dorky, like secret Santa style, or a piece of clothing that they have to wear on Christmas day? Is there something that you can do that's just going to be stupid and immature, but it's just going to lift the mood for you? How can you encourage more of that this Christmas season? Okay. And then the last thing that I have, I'm just triple checking my list, is Christmas morning. Again, it's similar to the whiskey, But what kind of special Christmas morning breakfast can you have? Do you have a favorite food? Okay. So whatever your favorite food is, it doesn't have to be a breakfast food. It can be a dinner food. But what is your special thing that you're going to do on Christmas morning? Is it mashed potato? You can tell me. Is it mashed potato? Uh, Because mine like mashed potato and gravy. Are you just going to have mashed potato and gravy for breakfast? Or maybe your favorite food is... Vegemite? Do you love Vegemite? No, I'm just kidding. It's probably just me who likes Vegemite. But what kind of special food? Or is it just going to be like a tr- like pancakes with choc chips in it? And how can you have something that's fun, that feels good, that lightens the mood wherever you're going and whatever you're doing? So those are just a few tips about how you can create some special rituals at Christmas. Here's what I want to let you know, though. If it feels heavy, know that Christmas will pass Okay, this day, this season, this holiday will pass. You'll be thick in the new year before you know it. Everything will be moving forward. It doesn't have to drag on. You can take yourself out of moments. Like I said in the podcast that I want you to check out a couple of years ago, fake gastro. Oh my God, like I'm not feeling too well. Like my stomach's a bit queasy. I think we're going to need to go and talk to your partner beforehand about that. that might happen if you feel, you know, really crappy and you can go do something fun. That feels good if you need to bail out on Christmas. You have full permission to do that, okay? You have full permission to take yourself out of situations that don't feel good to you, okay? But I do encourage you Are there ways that you can make Christmas feel a bit better for you? How can you create fun, traditions, rituals, things that you do every year with your partner? And I know that you guys will think of way better ideas than me. Tell me your ideas on Instagram. In fact, you can find me at Robin Birkin. It's really easy. But yeah, encourage more moments. Know that it will pass though. And also know that if you want to leave, you have full permission to leave. I will catch you at the next episode. I'm so grateful to have spoken with you today and I'm wishing you all the very, very, very best for the end of the year. See you later. Whoa, Nellie, don't go anywhere just yet. I need to tell you about a few more things before you go. The first one is that if you haven't signed up to my Ultimate Fertility Library, it's free, then you're missing out. I have a library of resources just for you and you can get access at robinberkin.com slash library. There are cheat sheets, ebooks, meditations, affirmations and so much more and it's all free. Head to robinberkin.com slash library to get access today. And lastly, warrior, I'm not a doctor or a dietitian or a financial advisor. I'm me. And this information is for information and inspirational purposes only, based on my own experiences. So please don't substitute the information in this podcast for professional healthcare, financial, or other advice. Always consult your own professionals first. And know that in the world of trying to conceive, there are no guaranteed pregnancy or other outcomes. If you'd like to know more about my terms and conditions, head to my website at robinburkin.com. Thank you so much for listening and I will catch you next week.